Hello, and welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, January 17th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today, I wanted to talk about the time about a year ago when I used nothing but an iPhone 10 to shoot an entire concert in very challenging lighting conditions. I think this will be the beginning of a series of podcasts. I probably won't do them sequentially, but a series on photography, specifically iPhone photography uh, and other kinds of photography in the future. But everybody has a cell phone with them. And as I say, the best camera is the one you have on you at the time you need it. And so last year, that's kind of how I found myself. That's where I found myself. I went to this venue in Philly called Milk Boy. <clears throat> it's uh it's it's like a, a restaurant and bar and then upstairs there's a music venue and a lot of bands go through there and I've been there many times and I've shot shows there. It's a small stage in kind of a narrow room. <clears throat> but the thing about Milk Boy is is the lighting is, is generally bad. Like it's either super, super dark up there or just really harsh lights. I mean that's kind of typical with, with a lot of concert venues. But this particular day, I I went there just to see a show, and I uh, didn't have any camera gear with me. But the moment I walked in, uh, someone I know there, uh, someone I know who was there, asked me, "Hey, are you gonna you know shoot the show today?" And I was like, "Well, uh, I didn't bring my you know regular camera gear with me." But then I then I figured, "Hey, what the hell? It's it was like I think a." I think it was like a middle of the week show too or something. So I, I don't quite remember the day, but I, I figured why not? I have my iPhone 10 with me and let's uh, see what it can do. So I uh, got positioned up on the stage, up on the side of the stage, and I took out my iPhone 10 and I started shooting the show and I actually got some good shots of, of some of the bands. And actually one of my most liked photos on Instagram last year was actually a cell phone shot. It's the one that's, if you use something like Overcast, you can see it as the actual um, cover art today. But if you go to the webpage for today's episode, you can see it. And, uh, but the, the way I shot this is not the way you might think to shoot it. If you uh, just have never, never done a lot of like pro professional or semi-professional photography. Because while the built-in camera app on your phone is great for a lot of conditions, it is practically useless in my experience for a scenario like a concert. Because if you think about it, you're you're dealing with just very low light. You're dealing with a lot of fast movement, and you really and you're gonna have a lot of lighting changes. And you you really want to try to control as much as you can. <clears throat> so on a camera, even on an iPhone, uh, all cameras kind of work the same. There's the 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 three aspects of you know the exposure triangle as i say i'm i'm not going to get into the whole argument about whether iso counts as part of that triangle or not but for most people the way it's explained you know you have your your aperture your shutter speed and your iso and your aperture is how wide open your lens is and so the wider you know let more light in normally in a concert scenario you would open it all the way up on your iphone you have no control over that. It's always a set aperture. Okay? So you can't do anything with that. Your ISO is kind of a applied gain, but in this case you can also think about it as kind of like the sensitivity to light. 
So the higher the ISO, the more you can basically see in the dark, but the noisier the image will be. And the noise will be like, uh, kind of like noise, if you remember snow on your TV screen, if you're old enough for that. Uh, or grain is what, you know, you might you might think of. Anyway, it makes, uh, it makes photos look kind of bad. Although in uh, concerts, photography, it's, it's so common, it's basically unavoidable that it, a lot of people kind of like it. <clears throat> so there's that. And then you have your uh, shutter speed. And you, you, know, you want a fast enough shutter speed in order to capture action, but slow enough to let enough light in. So you're just trying to balance those three out. And on an iPhone, you can't do anything about the aperture. Uh, on an iPhone X, uh, you have two different lenses available, but <clears throat> the zoom lens is a much slower lens. Like it lets in less light, so it's much it's it's more difficult to use that one. But you can do it. Like if there's if there's enough light, you can. I'm not sure which lens I used. I'd have to go into Lightroom or something and find out what lens I use for this. But um, I was switching between the both of them. But the thing is, if you use your built-in camera app for something like a concert you're probably going to be disappointed because what the software is going to try to do is try to set what it can for you. So it can't do anything about the aperture, but it's going to try to set the shutter speed and the ISO to give you the best exposure for your picture. And it's going to do this by looking at the entire scene in front of you. It's going to try to do some metering of the light, like figure out how bright your scene is, and it's going to then bump up your ISO and slow down your shutter speed and in in um a practical a practical result of this is that you're going to probably end up with blurry photos because it's the the iPhone is going to try to get you uh as bright a picture as it can so it's going to really slow down the shutter speed and slow shutter speed is a killer for something like concert photography because you usually have people running around on the stage uh, even if they're not moving a lot because the stage is pretty small, they're still moving around a lot. They're singing. You want to get a shot of them, you know, usually motionless. You know, you want to freeze the action, as it were. Uh, and then you can, maybe sometimes you want a little motion, but mostly you want to freeze the action. And what the iPhone will do is it'll it'll slow the shutter speed down to the point where, you know, you won't be able to capture anything. <clears throat> so how do you get around this? Well, what you have to do is use a different app. So if you weren't aware, there's a whole bunch of camera apps available. And... In the show notes, I'll link to at least a couple of them that I actually use. In this case, I was using the Adobe Lightroom uh, app because it has a built-in camera module, and I'll explain why. But the app I use most of the time nowadays is Halide, which is a really good app. And there's a whole bunch of these out there, and I've used a variety of them. Um, uh, I have a I have an acquaintance who makes a really good app called Obscura, which I've used a lot too, and I'll, I'll link to that. There's just so many of these good camera apps. And what they let you do is control the uh, ISO settings as well as the shutter speed, and then they also let you they let you f- give let you choose where you focus, and and some of them have different kinds of uh, tools in there to assist you in getting your focus in low light. So the Lightroom app was especially useful because unlike most apps, it doesn't save the images you're taking directly to your camera roll; it saves them in the app itself which means you can kind of uh, take more shots in a row. In my experience, you know, you can take more shots in a row and then it'll kind of buffer them internally as it's writing them to your, to your phone. So the, and the result is, you know, you, you also, you can not only take some more, more photos, but it's not polluting your camera roll. So you can only save the ones you want to save and delete the rest. 
So that was one reason I was using it. Uh, another reason I was using it is uh, because the controls were nice. So I was able to set, you know, set my do my settings and then lock them in. And it also had this nice um, focus assist mode where it would like highlight in green the parts of the scene that were in focus. Because in the dark, you, you couldn't really, really you, you can't often rely on auto focus, even with a good camera in low light. So some kind of manual focus assist is what's uh, really helpful. And that's what I was using for most of the night. So uh, my settings usually for something like this are at least one 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 twenty fifth of a second or, or faster shutter speed. And I was basically pumped the ISO all the way up on the camera, uh, essentially on the phone. And uh, and I just got all the way up there on the, on the stage. And then I just uh, focused on my composition and focusing. And so that's what I that's what I did for the night, and then took a lot of shots. You know, I actually crashed the app a few times because I took too many, and it like overloaded the memory on the phone, and it just crashed as it was trying to write things. So it's not easy to to shoot a rock concert with an iPhone. It's it's uh, it's easier if they're not moving around so much. <clears throat> but uh, if you want to give this a shot, just download one of these apps that I suggested, and learn how to set. Your, you know the parts of the exposure triangle here because they're going to influence each other and maybe I'll do a whole podcast about the the principles behind this but uh, I don't want to get too in the weeds about it but essentially you know the faster your shutter speed the less light's coming in so that means you have to compensate by on an iPhone you just can't use the aperture you'll have to compensate by bumping the ISO up but in a low light scenario you're basically going to be bumping everything up and you're going to try to get the slowest shutter speed you can and the highest ISO that the that the camera can deal with and then you're just gonna do your best to get a shot. Uh but the result of this night was I had a lot of fun and I uh I think I actually tried to record my screen that day. I'm not sure if that came out well. That might have been part of the problem of why my phone was was crashing and so I think I stopped midway through but one of these days I want to go back and and record a video of me using the phone to to shoot some kind of concert because I think it might be useful to see how I'm adjusting settings on the fly for the different scenario how I'm I'm using the features of the app to you know figure out my composition as well as my focusing and my exposure cuz one of the great things about using Something like an iPhone or one of the more recent uh, mirrorless cameras, because that's all an iPhone is. It's a mirrorless camera, just with a tiny little sensor and lens on it. What's nice is that what you see on the screen is what you get. And Apple in particular is very good at this. Their built-in camera app, it gives you a very accurate live view of what you can expect your exposure to look like when you tap the shutter button. Um, uh, Even with all the kinds of of uh, tricks you can do, like with adjusting the you know the blur in the background for <clears throat> portrait mode shots. Uh, but what's nice is that in in this scenario you could just look at the screen and see what's happening. It makes it a lot easier to adjust. So with a normal DSLR, you have to take a shot, then you have to look on the back, maybe check a histogram, and there's just all kinds of, of issues with that. Like you know with trying to to guess if you got the exposure right especially in a really dark scenario it's not always easy uh the other tip i would give you is uh, besides getting a third-party camera app and learning how to use it learning how to 
to balance the exposure triangle, or at least the two parts you can control, is always shoot these kinds of things in RAW. I mean, that's what, that's another reason why you need a third-party app, because you can't shoot RAW files with a built-in camera. And a RAW file is just all the information that the camera sensor was able to record. It's in a, it's a, in a format that has all that information in it with no like effects done to it. So the thing you, that camera apps will do is they'll give you like a JPEG. You might be familiar with that format. What, what they'll do is they'll take the image and then they'll apply some image processing to it and give you a result that is, you know, the, like the built-in camera app will try to do some kinds of color balancing and that kind of thing. And that's why when you look at the photos that come out of different cell phones using their built-in camera apps, when people talk about how they look different, like you might like the look of you know, the the camera app that's on the Pixel or Samsung or something. And it's it's not always because the hardware itself is all that different because a lot of times it's not. Um, it's mostly the software processing that happens, you know, onto on the image when you take it. But if you shoot raw, then you get this this bigger file that has all the information in it and you can tweak it more. So what I did was after after I got the the keeper shots I wanted to, to you know post, I went and used Lightroom uh, to edit the file, and that's a whole other conversation which I'll I'll get to uh, at some point how to actually edit these files, but. Uh, I was able to go in there and adjust the exposure, adjust the brightness, the contrast, the colors, and white balance, and all that kind of things. So you end up with a much better looking photo than you would um, otherwise. Uh, there's really a few things, uh, photography-wise, that are as challenging as a concert of some kind, or you know, a, a music performance on a stage with action, the dark with lots of lights. Around, I mean, I, I highly recommend if you're interested in photography. The way I got started in photography was just using my iPhone to shoot um, outdoor concerts. I had, I was one of the organizers for. That's how I got into it. I just, I started using an iPhone. And I got shots from it, and, and I started learning how to, how to do things. And once I outgrew the iPhone, I got, you know, I went to more professional-ish, you know, equipment. But I still carry my iPhone everywhere. I still use it for a lot of photography because it is great. These cameras keep getting better and the software on them keeps getting better. You can just do more and more amazing things with it. So if you're at all interested in like concert photography, do not be afraid to start with your iPhone. Like there's a lot of venues. Um, if you're in the Philly area, there's a lot of venues you can go to. Like no one cares if you take, if you take photos of the bands playing. In fact, a lot of these, you go to one of these shows that has a small, you know, local bands, uh, you know, they would love to have some photos, even if they're done on uh, an iPhone, because, uh, you know, they, they're they're still good enough quality for social media. And so uh, I've never had an issue with taking some photos at a show um, at one of these small venues. Like Milk Boy was, was good, and, uh, you know, so it was basically, you know, you, you can ask first. You want to get some get permission to do it, of course. But, but there's a lot of venues around town that are small. And you're talking about like local bands, and uh, most people not only will not not give you any issues, but they'll be happy to they'll be happy if you get any good photos of them, you know, if you want to share it with them. But uh, don't be afraid to give it a shot because it's really fun. It's very challenging to do concert photography, and you don't need to go and buy thousands of dollars worth of equipment. You already have a thousands of dollars worth of equipment in your pocket, right, and with your iPhone and any modern iPhone or Android phone from the last couple of years. 
especially, is going to have a perfectly serviceable camera uh, for this kind of stuff. And if you have, like, one of the current phones, uh, you know, you'll have probably uh, about the best camera that's ever been in that form factor. And so you can totally do it. So, in summary, use a third-party app, shoot in RAW, uh, manually set your shutter speed and ISO to get your exposure right for your settings. Probably going to need to be at 1 100th, 1 125th, around there at the slowest uh, shutter speed, in my experience. It depends on how much movement there is. Um, and then you want to edit your files, your raw files, afterwards in something like Lightroom or Darkroom. And I'll have links to uh, that stuff in the show notes, too, so you can download those apps and play around with them. And then don't be afraid to give it a shot at a local venue with some uh, local bands, even if you're just using an iPhone. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, you can get good shots with an iPhone, and you got to start somewhere. So you might as well start with the camera you got in your pocket. So it's all good. Uh, so uh, I think I'll do more of these and get into more specifics about how to do certain things, um, especially, I think, editing will be an interesting topic because uh, the editing is, is really how you can you can save a photo. Um, sometimes you'll get a photo that is just maybe very underexposed, for instance, and, you know, if you did a raw file, you can often save that photo and uh, and bring it back and make it usable if you know how to use your editing software. I think that'll be a good topic for the near future. But for now, uh, that's all I got for Thursday. A little bit about concert photography with an iPhone. Uh, if you want to send me a message, you can do so through the contact form on the webpage. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And all these links are on the web the website. So go to the website, dailycronpodcast.com, and you can find links to all this stuff for me and for the podcast. So have a good night or good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you next time.